It's the deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast. The A C C C A S T, cause I say it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, deck cast, the A C C C A S T, the A C C C A S T. You're listening to Deckcast, produced by students of Danville Area Community College. And now your hosts, Kaya and Keegan. Yo, 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 it's Kaya and Keegan here from the basement of the clock tower. Here on DACcast, we get to know the familiar faces we see all over campus in hopes that students in DAC and members of the community get to know each other a little better. With that being said, we're here with member of the administration, Brian Hensgen. How are we doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to make sure you guys understood, you know, most people, before they come on the show, and, and the night before, they count sheep. Yeah. You know, last <laughs> night I was going through every rapid fire question, trying to figure out exactly how I was going to respond. So yeah. I, I'm ready for this this uh, show. Yeah, right. that usually trips people up. So I'm glad you're prepared. Yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? We'll see what your list looks like. <laughs> okay. So, um, Brian, go ahead and tell us what your role here at DAC is. My role here at DACC is uh, Assistant Vice President of Student Services, and that's a role that after 25 years I've uh, come to take take that responsibility, and uh, essentially I oversee several departments here on campus. Uh, one of those is workforce development. Now a lot of people don't understand what workforce development is or where that's located. Essentially, that arm of my uh, department is actually found down at the old unemployment office downtown. It's called the American Job Center. So I oversee those partner agencies that oversee uh, workforce development activities in our community. So I supervise that group. And uh, then on campus, I actually oversee the athletic department. I oversee our security and safety team. And then I also oversee our career services and veteran services here on, on the campus. You have a lot. Yeah, I'm pulled a, a lot of directions. Uh, you know, so one day I'm, I'm working with, you know, just uh, students driving too fast on campus, but then I have to go downtown to talk to some of our workforce development partners about possible fundings and, and grants that are available to help students and, and, and our community members get the support they need to attain their goals when it comes to um, becoming employed or completing their degree. So okay. is that something, are, are all of those facets of your job something that were already there when you accepted the position, or since then have you kind of no, taken it's the No, it's, it's kind of developed into that. So, you know, t I mentioned uh, 25 years, so uh, coming up on the 11th will be my 25th year anniversary, and when I first started, you know, I was fresh out of college and at the University of St. Francis, and my first role here was actually not on campus. It was uh, at what was called the Transition Center as a case manager. So my, my, my job was essentially to work with the General Motors closing that occurred back in the mid-90s oh. to work with those staff members that were being laid off and they were losing their jobs in our community. I was at their Transition Center to help them get connected to the services they need to get the schooling that they could they could go to. So if uh, a, a line worker got laid off and they decided they wanted to be a truck driver, our programs that I was involved with would help fund that training so that they could go to go to school without wow. any cost to themselves. So my role at that transition center was to 
convince folks, you know, General Motors is not coming back, but there are plenty of opportunities to upgrade your skills and go out and uh, uh, try to find other employment. So if it's in healthcare and nursing, or if it's truck driving, if it's something, uh, another role in, in upgrading your skills in manufacturing, there are funding opportunities to help support those things. Those funding opportunities still remain in our community, and that's where that American Job Center arm of my responsibility uh, comes from. So uh, I went from case manager and in special grants at that time to becoming the director of that that role of that department. At the time, it was called the Job Training Partnership, evolved into Vermilion County Works. Uh, and so in that role, I, I got to know grant writing and got to know just being involved with grants for so many years, or 21 years at the time, it started evolving into the potential of other opportunities here at DACC. Um, long story short, federal government changed some of the dynamics of our local design, which allowed us to uh, write and be creative and innovative in our local design for Vermillion County so that my role involved essentially moving to campus through yeah. that, uh, that, that change that the federal government put in place. And so as we were forced to make a change, it essentially opened up other opportunities as, um, you know, other opportunities arose here on campus. We had other retirements, different things. So it essentially, uh, Dr. Nacko and the upper uh, leadership had to try to find and locate the opportunities to spread the spread the wealth as mm -hmm. far as you know the opportunities of of taking leadership roles and uh you know to kind of create uh, the opportunity to uh strengthen potentially in some ways uh different areas of the college so that um you know all of our strengths from an administrative role you know we're focused on the areas that we we, we can actually bring um positive change and and really influence what things look like on the back end. So uh, if it's building a stronger athletic department, if it's building yeah. a stronger security department, I, I understand Tim Button talked about <laughs> our roles yeah. with the Rams, and maybe yeah. that's a question later. But, <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know, so there's there's all kinds of things that, that went into the decision and, and helped the evolution of my role here on campus. So yeah. uh, 25 years strong and, and looking forward to the, the next several years. Gotcha. So out of all your responsibilities on campus, what would you say is your favorite part? Well, learning. You know, uh -huh. I think uh, as July 1st last year was really when it was really given to me in my full capacity uh, because two of the individuals retired in June. Gotcha. So at that point, it was my my baby in some ways to really start that what I would love to see as we continue to move forward. And so working with my direct uh uh, subordinates, you know, the, the uh, directors and, and staff members that report to me, we've created a set of goals and we've, we've started working through the, the planning stages and the budgeting that goes into it. You know, a lot of things we would love to see right away, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. it, takes, it takes planning. And so uh, we work through the college's process to hopefully secure some of those things in the near future. Uh, but the goal is to show uh, positive movement. We want to show no matter what the department is, we want to see something moving. Uh, we don't want to stay stagnant. Yeah. So uh, that's when you get passed by in anything. So we want to continue to see things uh, improve. And if it's if it's as small as something on the wall and showing uh, upgraded student services um, 
uh, uh, you know, student engagement activities, a new logo, if it's if it's a new weight room, mm-hmm. whatever it is, if it's new squad car for our security, what all the things that are on my list of to do things, we want to, you know, utilize technology to be, to benefit us in security and, and and upgrading our systems on campus, but also knowing that you know, our future athletes that come to campus want to see better facilities and want yeah. to see better uh, resources there. So it's it's kind of a balancing act for exactly. all the different arms that I've got uh, to to learn about the processes and, and, and really strategically place ourselves in the right direction so that we can see the growth that we're all expecting and wanting to yeah. see. Gotcha. So you said you came straight out of college. So take us back before you stepped on the campus here as a worker and through your college experience and how that was uh well growing up you mean or just the whole thing i know you grew up in elgin yeah yeah so So i I grew up uh in elgin illinois it's about 40 minutes northwest of of downtown chicago um not too far but uh so growing up you know it was a suburb but and in our community, we had a, a you know uh, community full of kids that wanted to go out and play, mm-hmm. and so we were always running. And obviously, we didn't have the technology. Uh, you know, we were lucky to have bat and bat and ball, and you know, <laughs> and uh, and some sort of cable so we could find it on that. We had five channels or six channels with the old uh, t- uh, TVs, the tube TVs. But um, you know, it was a it was it was a great place to grow up, um, and so we were always active and outside. You know, learning you know, athletics, sports-wise and all that stuff. But, you know, it was one of those things that gave me opportunities to then go on to college and, and play baseball and basketball. And I uh, was able to, to participate in both at, at the University of St. Francis. And then I uh, was able to, my sophomore year, I guess, um, met uh, Laura, uh, my better half. <laughs> uh, and uh, also she's over She's, there yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh anyway so she from being from hoopston uh we connected at university of st francis and uh she brought me down several times and visited her family and, and got to know the community uh and i knew i wanted to be attached to potential athletics and what roles and things uh, sports would be available here on campus uh, as we were, as she graduated, she is a year older. Hopefully she doesn't get mad at me for saying that. <laughs> uh, but she graduated a year early. She secured a job here on campus. Yeah. And so as I was still in school, she was telling me about her role here. And, and you know, it sounded like a great opportunity for me to at least transition to our next stage in our lives. And as we plan to uh, potentially get married, you know, at that age, we, were, we, were st- we weren't engaged or anything, but we were still planning. And... Uh, so our opportunity came up where this job at at the time job training partnership opened up and it fit my my uh, social service background in, in college I studied psychology social work and criminal justice and I there was a time that I wanted to be a police officer but um, I, I realized that you know I wanted to help people and I wanted to help support uh, community opportunities to grow and, and strengthen and and this this first role here on campus was one that really fit the mold for what I was looking for. And so I took the opportunity to apply and luckily was able to secure that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was a basic level case management, and but it helped me grow to what I am today. And and so that opportunity wouldn't have been available unless, you know, I'm, I, if I didn't meet Laura back in school and, yeah. and you know, the stars aligned and, Aww, and got us down sweet. here. So give her a little shout out. True yeah, little love absolutely. story. Yeah, yeah. So I got to ask, what's it like working with your wife, like working in the same place as your wife? 
Well, for 21 years, I was off campus. Oh, so really? it was it was easier to get away with things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now <laughs> that I'm on campus, on I, you know, I can't even have lunch by myself most <laughs> of the time. So she's she she has uh, a lot of lookouts and keeps track of me. But now yeah. it's great. We we are able to get away from campus and have lunch every once in a while and and just debrief and about different things. But with our kids being away at school. We also get to touch base about, you know, things with the kids and, and making sure that they're on track. So uh, it's a good opportunity and, and we can and DACC is a great place to work. Yeah. Um, so the flexibility that is afforded our, our schedules to be able to disappear based on our own uh, schedules for lunch mm-hmm. allows us to, to coordinate those efforts to, to, to just stay connected. Yeah. Hmm. So. We heard that you were the golf coach here for 18 years. I was, yeah. I was so, surprised by this. Yeah, I yeah, know that. yeah, yeah. So, um, so I mentioned earlier when I, I wanted to get into athletics, I I got my position here on campus, and and I went to at then athletic director John Spasia, current board of trustee member, uh, to see if he had any paid positions for mm-hmm. the basketball team because I played baseball and basketball in college, and I thought you know, that'd be a perfect fit for me to just get my foot in the door, work with the basketball teams. And uh, he said, well, all of his positions were filled, but he does have, and this was in August of that year, there was a position as the head golf coach. If I would be interested and knew anything about golf, uh, I could have the job. So it was mine. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I didn't play competitive golf. I had played golf since I was 10. My grandparents played back uh, a while, you know, when I was younger. And so they would take us out there and we'd have fun. We'd hack it up. And (laughs) but as I got into college, obviously, it was one of those things that I wanted to play as often as I could. But I was a broke college kid. So golf is a game (laughs) that you can relate. (laughs) Uh, But it's one of those things that we like to play. and, and, And I was always around it. And I was as a competitive person playing sports all those years, this was my opportunity to help DACC and recruit solid student-athletes here, but also compete. You take pride as a coach on your victories and the way your teams uh, would – would uh, perform and you know it was rough going the first couple years uh we didn't have uh, a program for we had a little bit of a break in leadership on that position and and so we were able to recruit some players and it was slow going uh, in terms of quality we had plenty of numbers it just wasn't quality golfers mm-hmm. uh but things continued to to grow and get and improve and you know, there were times where we were we were ranked pretty high in the national rankings, but it was it was exciting. It was my way to compete and recruit and help support the college. So it turned into 18 years of of uh, leading the golf program and being a part of the athletic uh, team, and and so it was it was a it was a fun 18 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the towards the end, when the state of Illinois had some funding issues yeah. with uh, different things, we had to cut strategically within the college and uh unfortunately golf at the time was was one of those areas that got cut and it's made a comeback it is and it's making a strong comeback you know our teams are are growing and 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 are improving and uh, it's you know just like my first couple years it takes time to build up and get and get uh, Danville Community College Golf out in the recruiting on the recruiting trail, so that. Uh, but at the time when I was the coach, it was just men's. Now yeah. it's men's and women's, yeah. and so uh, it takes time, especially for a brand new program such as the women's, to really get the word out to those high schools in neighboring Indiana, in any of our surrounding communities. 
you know, it's 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 a it's something that is offers great opportunity for female and male golfers that just need a little more time to develop to move on to the next stage. And yeah. so, um, you know, that's a program that we're focused on. We're excited about the future. We've got some some great facilities upgrades that are going to be occurring over yeah. the next uh, several weeks. And and uh, you know, we're just excited about what that can look like. When post COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when it comes to truly having a campus that's wide open, that is 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 uh, back to what I'm going to call normal in air quotes, is it, it's going to be exciting for for men's and women's golf. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, that sounds just campus open wide. Yeah, you know, doesn't it sound post-COVID, great? Post COVID, just yeah. sounds like yeah. magic. I I am going to ask. So you were head coach for 18 years. Did your game get any better? Uh, you know, there was times where my game was actually. And I, and I don't brag, so I will say my game was very consistent. Yeah. Uh, at the at the time, especially when my kids uh, weren't born or at the younger ages, <laughs> uh, but as they started getting involved in things, my golf game went back to, uh, you know, what you'd expect. Uh, uh, so inconsistent and uh, you know, good days and bad days, that yeah. type of thing. But. Um, for a while there, you know, when the, again, the, the competitive side of me, I wasn't going to let some of my recruits beat me, yeah. you know, oh, of uh, course. but they did, they were <laughs> much better than me, but we had fun competing. And, and, uh, so my game had his up and ups and downs, just like yeah. life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had, uh, coach Bunton on two weeks ago. Was that something like that? Yes. Two weeks ago. And he talked about. How he was involved in being a security guard for the Rams and how he did that with you and how you also did it much longer than he did. So take us through what that was like. And we've also got two stories that we want to ask you about. Oh, okay. About. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, Tim Button uh, from St. Louis has connections down there and his good friend from high school was the director of safety and security for the St. Louis Rams at the time. Now the Los Angeles Rams and uh, Tim probably talked about did he talk about his his uh trip to london yeah and how that all went down okay yeah. so tim must have done a bang up job done a great job and secured all those large football players <laughs> uh but uh so essentially his friend said i need you to come back yeah. and tim said i'd be willing to do it but you know i need some somebody to help drive because it is yeah. a four-hour drive sometimes when you're coming back from an, a west coast trip you're not getting home till two, or you're not getting to St. Louis till two or three in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you're driving home all night. It's a long trip, so he mm-hmm. wanted to split it up. So it ended up happening where Indianapolis was hosting the the Super Bowl. Yeah. So uh, Steve, the gentleman that worked for the the Rams, uh, came through uh, Danville and kind of talked to me and just wanted to get to know me and. Uh, that process went smooth, and they elected to to offer me an opportunity to join the team. So That's awesome. uh, it it was really an unbelievable experience. Yeah. Being a football fan, being a sports fan, getting to see that side of any major sport, you know, from the inside, getting to see how game day prep occurs, getting That'd to see so the warm ups, yeah. going up into the media boxes, which yeah. would be right up your guys' alley. Yeah. Uh, Dallas has great mac and cheese, by the way, <laughs> if you ever make it into uh, Dallas's stadium. But you have, uh, you know, an opportunity to really see things that you wouldn't get to see if you're just yeah. a fan attending a game, buying a ticket. And we got to do it and we we're getting paid, to, you know, yeah. to do it. So it was a great experience, uh, one that 
you know, just, you know, molded me to, to what I am today. Yeah. You know, it's a great opportunity, and, and I appreciate Tim's willingness to <laughs> connect me to that opportunity. Yeah. So cool. we heard that you ended up impersonating a football player. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> there, yeah. you know, when it comes to the actual shifts, um, there isn't anything illegal that that went <laughs> down, so I wasn't impersonating a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I didn't actually bring it up. Uh, so the story goes, uh, uh, Tim and I were off shift, so we were out and about, and our only way of means of travel was with a taxi. So we were in our taxi, and we were um, coming back to the hotel, and some of our coworkers asked for us to stop and uh uh, pick up some things. So we stopped at a convenience store, and as we're in the convenience store, we have all of our items, and we're up there, and we had our Rams gear on, and uh, the gentleman behind the desk just looked at both of us. You know, Tim's uh, not as tall as I am, uh, smaller, and and so and I'm bigger, and so uh, the gentleman looked back and forth at us and said, "Are you guys with the Rams?" And we said, "Yeah." And he looked right at me and he says, "Well, you look like a a player." Well, at that time, I was like, this is opportunity for me. <laughs> so I said, uh, well, I used to be. And I said, uh, would you like my autograph? <laughs> and uh, the guy said, yeah. So I said, well, give me a piece of paper and a pen, and I'll ha- be happy to sign my autograph. And so I signed it, my normal autograph, or my normal signature, which is a scribble anyway. Yeah. And I wrote number 34. <laughs> and Tim looks at me and says... Running back, really? <laughs> Which I, in a million years, I would have never been a running yeah. back. And I said it's fake anyway. Yeah, exactly. What does it really matter? Yeah. But so that was one of the the funnier situations that happened in Miami, and um, so but funny. it's one that he oh always brings up as a as a <laughs> oh funny story. So we uh, we also heard that you helped star defensive end Chris Long one time sneak in. Some paraphernalia. Did that have a legal well, well, yeah. So uh, this was the last. This was in Denver, and yeah. this was the last preseason game prior to final cuts. Okay. So Chris Long, being a seasoned veteran, wanted to, uh, you know, show his appreciation to the rest of the defensive ends and the, yeah. his his group of guys. So my boss asked me, you know, I need you to to go pick up a bottle of of alcohol for <laughs> uh, someone, and I said, yeah. well, I, you know, I don't. I don't know where to go. I'm in Denver. Yeah. You know, I don't have any any transportation. Yeah. He goes, I just need you to do it. So he asked. So I said, okay. Um, so I left and uh, went on a venture. You know, <laughs> and as I was leaving, the game's about to start. People are work, work, working their way towards me, and I'm asking, is there a place that I could purchase this item. And, yeah. and they said, yeah, up the hill, this huge hill. And we're in Denver, so it's a mile high. You know, and I'm not the smallest guy, so I'm huffing and puffing. No, it wasn't that bad. But as we're getting up, I get to the place, and I secure the, what I was expected to get, and I work my way back down the hill, which is easier to get back. Uh, but this is right when um, the NFL started integrating in their checkpoints in everything so that they it was more difficult to get things in so that was my next problem trying to get past (laughs) security even though i'm security and i have every every pass to get anywhere in the facility yeah i still have issues bringing in large amounts of uh liquid i will say (laughs) into the into the facility and so as i'm approaching the the media entrance there's a crowd of people and and this young man that's standing there got my attention and said, sir, come on over. 
And as I went to him, he said, are you with the Rams? And I said, yeah. And he went to school, apparently, with the owner's son. And, and he had nothing but glowing things to say about the owner's son. And he said, go right on in. He didn't look in my bag. He didn't look at anything. So I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> so as I get my everything in, get it to where it needs to go, everything's good. And, and my boss said, Chris will take care of you. And I said, oh, this could be great. You know, I know that these guys get paid a ton of money. I did this special thing. And special thing. Yeah. So I go out there, and, and I'm doing my role after the game, which is screening the players, making sure that they're safe to travel. We're TSA certified and all that. So we do our thing, and uh, my boss comes up to me and hands me a wad of cash. And he goes, don't look at it. Just put it in your pocket. So I put it in my pocket. And I'm and Chris and I, just so so you know, he's always right on my floor. So yeah. he and I always have an open line of, of communication and things. But um, so as things start slowing down behind the scenes, you know, we're getting ready to pull out and go to the airport. Uh, I, I'm curious. You know, these <laughs> guys course, I've yeah. seen in these bags how much money they travel <laughs> with. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands sometimes. And so I'm like, oh, man, maybe he passed the hat and people were just throwing. So I reach into my pocket and pull it out. It's $100. Well, 60 of it took care of the liquid that I just <laughs> gave them, the, the bottle of, of booze. But um, the re- it was all singles. It was all singles. So here I thought I was getting all this money. thousand. Who knows? Who knows for my efforts? And I got, uh, I made $40 on the deal, but they are all singles. But to this day, one of those singles, because it was from Chris Long, yeah. is on my refrigerator in my basement. It's kind of a token of, yeah. you know, uh, uh, to remember that that situation from. So that was That's a long story, but so it's one funny. that was, was funny because here I am thinking, Oh, this is great! I'm Hated. really on Chris, but the the end of it is so when we we got to the plane and everything, our 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 flight crew was always the same. So we got to know our flight crew because mm-hmm. we were we were with the same carrier and. Um, the the flight attendant came up and handed me a glass and it she said this is from chris <laughs> you know and he like looked back at me and i waved like mm, yeah yeah uh but he, so he shared a little bit for the for our flight back yeah. from Aww. from denver so mm-hmm. that was nice of him that's right you have yeah. some pretty cool stories uh <laughs> that's just the tip of the iceberg <laughs> no it, it was a great experience for yeah. sure yeah I feel like we're gonna have to have you on just have like a story time yeah. story, story t- time with brian yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's a good episode title okay so let's see you were you are the president of the american legion uh american legion youth baseball okay yeah and have done that i think for this will be my 16th year being involved with that organization uh started when my son was just becoming a, a young baseball player himself and uh wanted to you know, kind of give back in that arena as well. So there was a lot of balancing of activities from golf to Little League and all those things. But I wanted to coach yeah. my son and, and be involved and, and be able to watch the games. And But I also wanted to help the community. And so I, I joined their board right away. I was asked to be a part of it um, early on. And so that, that role kind of expanded from just being involved with concessions up to the point where I am now, just uh, as the president, 
Uh, but our team is is as strong as it's ever been with, and we only have three members <laughs> really uh, <laughs> leading the charge. But technology has helped us with that. You know, we're looking back at you know 2004, so you know we didn't have websites and we didn't have technology to the point where our little league board was was really directly involved with that process. It was paper and pencil registrations. It was really trying to figure out how to to get get things moving and. Uh, technology has helped us with that. And mm-hmm. uh, Chris Candido and Ron Candido, father-son team, Ron's retired, but he's our grounds guy and is there every day of the, the week mowing and, and taking care of fields. And then Chris is our technology side, and he's he helps with all website registration. Everything's done. And it's basically so my job has become more of just a, you know, somewhat of a decision maker on when when decisions have to be made yeah but ultimately the 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 program has run itself and it's one that just offers little league baseball to our community uh especially under covid scenario we were the only outdoor little league in our county for sure that was uh active you know we put precautions in place we changed uh the way things were were uh being offered to the community but it's one that um i think was was extremely positive for folks to stay involved and for the mm. kids to have that team experience on the little league uh, ballpark. But you know that role is something that um, I enjoy. You know, it's yeah. it's it's the little thing I can do, uh, basically spring, summer, and a little bit of fall to give back to that group of of little baseball players and their and the community. Um, when I was little, I played. You know, we didn't have T-ball, but I played from eight uh, through col- uh, into college. But it was somebody always worked for me. You know, mm-hmm. somebody always worked uh, to help support my little league. Uh, they were out there mowing. You know, I had a guy named Uncle Charlie. Remember him? You know, uh, he was Charlie. always out there just working hard to give me a place to play baseball. Yeah. And so that type of mentality was always something, I, you know, I don't have a catchy nickname i you know i'm not <laughs> uncle brian or anything like that but uncle charlie will always be in my my memory as somebody that gave back and yeah. so i wanted to be the lo- uncle charlie so to speak for danville to help build and and grow a little league uh, organization and support just activity for kids in the summer and That's uh amazing. so for 16 years i've been involved with that and but i couldn't do it without the team of folks that have helped little league baseball in our community grow to what it is american legion youth baseball has been around since 1949 there have been a lot of board members a lot of people that have put in lots of hours so i'm not no one special there it's just at this point we continue to do it because we enjoy it and we want to continue to uh see our goals implemented so it's 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 certainly fun and and um, it's been a good training ground for both of my kids. You know, uh, yeah. Jake played baseball obviously through uh, his little league, and then he was able to to play here at DACC. Uh, but he also umpires in the summer, so it gives him an opportunity to learn responsibility. And then my daughter, as we grew the the little league and and created a newer and uh, more up to date concession stand, she was directly involved with helping to, um, uh, you know 
work that concession stand, but he essentially manages it Mm -hmm. from, uh, so she's very organized, which I think (laughs) is extremely important to that. Uh, so she's, she's, she's learned from that opportunity, but those are just my two kids. We hire a staff of umpires for younger kids as they work up. We have a training, uh, manual that the kids follow and they work their way up the, uh, the system from little, from C league, which is our pitching machine level up to pony league, which is, is the 13 to the 15 year olds. But these umpires, it's a it's a training ground, and they learn responsibility. They learn how to be uh, involved in, in what they what the community uh, little league can do for them, and and our concession staff. We have staff that utilize this. These are thirteen to fifteen year old uh, uh, high school, middle school, high school students that are learning how to count money, yeah. <laughs> how to uh, serve with customer service. You know all those things that have led to other opportunities as they turn sixteen. Uh, and mm-hmm. up, they get they use us as a reference. So it's a training ground ultimately for uh, some of our local folks. So it's not just baseball; it's also potential employees at different yeah. places around the community. So we utilize uh, just that opportunity to help the, help the community in as many ways as we possibly can. Yeah. What was the biggest thing you had to learn the hard way when taking on this role? Like you said, you got this role in full capacity in July. You know, when you're managing not only staff but also deadlines and different roles and responsibilities, in this in this capacity, there are so many compliance items that are mm-hmm. in place. You know, there are deadlines for certain reports. There are um, certain um, expectations set upon you know this role from funding agencies so if it's security there's acts that create uh uh, reports that are expected to be done at a certain time knowing my first 20 21 years uh, of the federal workforce development arm i always could balance that department Mm -hmm. uh once it came uh, and was given to me july 1st you know, it was a matter, the, the, the difficult thing was ensuring that my calendar of events included every single aspect of everything that's required by the ICCB, everything mm-hmm. that's required by NJCAA. You know, there are there are all kinds of things, but also coordinating, coordinating understanding that I shouldn't take it all on myself, yeah. delegating it to my uh, to 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 those that support uh, our mission, and ultimately making sure that we're all on the same page with this. And I think uh, there's still growing pains with that transition. Yeah. You know, you, you as as soon as you think everyone is on board, there's there you find that there's maybe a, a little bit of gap, and and that's part of continuous improvement. You're always trying to uh, s- strengthen your system so that your management style is is in in. Uh, working in conjunction with the mission of of the department, but in the college, but also with the staff that you have on board. So uh, it's always a learning experience. So you know you learn and you try to grow from the things that you learn. So it's always a, a learning experience. And I wouldn't say it's the hard way because at this point I'm going to knock on wood. We've we've stayed in <laughs> yeah. compliance in all avenues, yeah. but it's one of those things where 
it's a balancing act because, like I said, you, you could be working with something in safety and security, and then we have something that has to be done in, in veteran services, which yeah. are, you know, totally two different things. But it, it's something that when it comes down to it, we're here to serve our community. We're here to serve our students. Uh, and, and we certainly want to give them the best opportunities. And whatever the situation is, we respond to it the best we can, and then we grow from it after that. Gotcha. So what's it been like being put in charge of the national tournament? Well, that also has been an, an interesting experience. So, uh, again, you know, it's kind of like the Little League thing. You know, it's one of those things that it, you know, I've always been a part of the, the, the national basketball tournament. I was always volunteering. I was always at the head table. Um, there was great, there continues to be great leadership with the team that that still remains uh, with with the group that was was working with Dick Shockey, our previous um, uh, director, and you know those things were set. In, you know that's that that system's a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty simple from my perspective to kind of take over and and help with just continuing the legacy that Dick Shockey put in place. He was an unbelievable uh, supporter of the NJCAA, but but. Most importantly, the, anybody coming to our community was was uh, somebody that he really wanted to ensure that they left here with a memory of Danville, Illinois, and Danville mm-hmm. Area Community College. So, um, being a uh, an employee here, it was somewhat of a, a smooth transition. Obviously, we 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 missed Dick; he passed away, uh, and my role immediately became kind of like the other thing when uh, when folks retired it's like it's yours and so you know we we have that you know it's again still have strong leaderships and strong volunteers our community has been fantastic for the 28 years i kind of joke internally 27 and a half years that we've hosted it because last year didn't work it was the uh, 11th hour when covid created the cancellation so i still take credit for that year uh, but so technically it's the 28th year that we've hosted here at DACC. But, you know, without volunteers, without community businesses, without uh, uh, all of our leadership group here at DACC and all the volunteers that lead our teams from concessions, entertainment, uh, to the video crew and streaming, it's mm-hmm. it's all extremely important to the final product. And this year, more importantly, I guess, when it comes to video production and, and the streaming product, it's extremely important because we're not sure what that uh, what the games are going to look like when it comes to actually performing on the floor. Are we going to allow sta- uh, fans in the gymnasium? Are we just going to rely 100% on streaming? Yeah. Whatever, no matter what, streaming and, and that video side of it is going to be extremely important to the final product. And so, um, you know, there's more pressure, I think, on the video crew here yeah. on campus than there might be on me. But, you know, I'll oversee the the, the safety protocols that are in place. Essentially, uh uh, our goal is to stay with Dick Shockey's vision, and that's creating an opportunity for our visitors, our student athletes that are coming to compete, uh, to have a memorable, memorable experience. So, as we get closer to that uh, time, we'll make final decisions on what what needs to be in place. But uh, ultimately, uh, I 
use you know Dick Shockey's decision making and Dick Shockey's mm-hmm. uh, guidance, the things that he taught me over those years to help guide my decisions. And um, but utilizing technology a little more. Dick wasn't one that really <laughs> used uh, databases and different things. But ultimately, uh, you know, he he's the 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 founding father along with John Spasia, our previous athletic director, to to bring the tournament here. Mm. Now it's my job not to screw it up. <laughs> you know, so it's certainly something we want to continue. And we've got it through 2023. Uh, and, you know, we'll we'll see how things continue to evolve as post-COVID. Uh, hopefully we'll get back to that normalcy we talked about in, and be able to continue to provide a quality tournament for the, for the national championship. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, and I just – I. I think I just wanted to touch on one more thing. So you sure. say that you're you're dealing with this big balancing act right now, and you've been the president of the American Legion Youth Baseball for 16 years. You were the golf coach here at DAC for 18 years, and you've put in, what, 25-ish years here at DAC altogether? Is that what you 25, said? 25, yeah. So do you have any plans for retirement? <laughs> you, you know, next? not anytime soon. The kids are both in college. Uh, <laughs> both my kids are at uh, Western Michigan and, uh, you know, so, you know, we're going to get them through school and, and focus on continuing to put solid, uh, you know, some solid years here and leading these departments and hopefully creating uh, great opportunities for the next group of leaders that come up. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's always that inkling in the back of your head of, you yeah. know, what is the next stage? You mm-hmm. hear of folks that retire and, and, and some say they're bored, but some also get to go out and travel a little bit. And, you know, uh, I'm not one that wants to really travel abroad. I, I certainly would uh, welcome traveling around the country and, and that type of thing. But um, the goal here is is really to retire as soon as I can and have Laura continue to yeah. work and just support like 20, me in all years. the things yeah. that I just have in mind. I'm yeah. sure she is. <laughs> um, so it, we'll see how my plan. Oh, I forgot she's on the rate. She's on the. No, but, uh, oh, but there's there certainly is. You know, we'll 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 coordinate our our times if we can and and hopefully have some fun post uh, DACC. But at this time, it's really not on the radar. We've got our hands full with everything we, we're doing. Yeah. We've, we're excited about the, the the future and the things that are going on. Uh, so uh, right now, it's just stay focused and, and continue to work hard. Yeah, gotcha. I think the Henskins are... Uh... A DAC power duo. Yes. So I don't think I don't think DAC can see you guys leave yeah. yet. Well, it's not so. in the cards just yet. So <laughs> go. they've they've got us for a little while. Gotcha. We are now going to move on to our rapid fire question segment called Deck Attack. One, two, three, four. Deck Attack. Deck Attack. Deck Attack. Deck Attack. Deck Attack. I mean, that's it. Okay. All right. Ready. Summer or winter? Summer. Mornings or evenings? Evenings. Basketball or baseball? Baseball. Coach Hicks or Coach Bunton? Coach Bunton. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I've known him longer. Uh, oh, I'm not supposed to expand my answer. Nala or Callie? Uh, Callie. Nala drools. <laughs> <laughs> and meows too much as a big furball. So, Callie. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Um, oddly, cream cheese or sour cream? I knew this one was going to be on there. There's no doubt about it. 
Cream cheese. <laughs> I do. That was one of the ones that, that helped me uh, go through last she, night. Laura thought you were going to say sour cream. No, you know, <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I had a bagel with cream cheese, and I was I, it solidified my answer coming to work today thinking, you know what, if they ask this question, because I know you have an inside source, cream cheese is the way to go. But both are delicious in their own way and can be put on anything. <laughs> We've got an all-new level of preparation for this podcast. Yes, just to give you a little story on that one. So, uh, you know, we went to uh, uh, Elliot's uh, across the street uh, for lunch. They have great lunch specials. That's a little plug for them. Uh, But Thursdays are their taco taco Thursdays. One of their options is a uh, taco salad, and you can get it with ground beef Mm -hmm. or you can get it with chicken. And joking, I asked uh, the server if she could make sure that next week we had a sour cream taco salad because I like sour cream so much. <laughs> Disregard the meat and the cheese or meat and chicken. Just throw a bunch of sour. I'm teasing. Oh, my goodness. But it's one of those things where it's a t- difficult decision, and I'm going to have to stick with cream cheese. <laughs> 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 okay. I think he's crying. I think he needs crying. <laughs> all right. All right. Last three. Eat in or dine out? Uh, I'm going to say eat in. I'd, I like to support local businesses, but bring it back. And, and yeah. 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 Beach yeah. or mountains? Uh, beach. Jake or Rachel? Well, I knew this one was going to be coming <laughs> too. And I'm going to have to say. Jake Rach. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, Rachel, Jake for, nope. Rachel for organizi- or organizing things and keeping me grounded. Jake for moving things and to uh, really expand my horizons. At least he gave an answer. Coach yeah. Mountain just played the fifth. Yeah. No, there's, nope. they each bring positive things to the conversation and to help me get to He's where my mission. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Love them both equally, though. Oh, my goodness. All right. Thank you so much, Brian, for being here today. We really appreciated having you. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the DACcast with Kaya and Keegan. Stay classy, Jaguars.